0: Welcome to Victory Today. It is great that you've joined us because over the next few minutes, I really do believe that you're going to get answers, insights, and revelation. And that is because, friend, everything that we talk about here is from the powerful Word of God. I mean, most people today are getting their cues from the media or from the experts that are trotted out from time to time. But the way that I see it, when those so-called experts come from a position where they reject absolute truth, they reject God, they reject his word, those are not the kind of people that I'd want to listen to, let alone put my faith in. Psalm 20 verse 7 talks about that, where it says, some trust in chariots and some in horses. And it's talking about their military might, their muscle, their ability to defeat an enemy. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we, who do we trust? We trust, the Bible says, in the name of the Lord our God. And why is that? Well, because if you've lived any length of time, friend, you would know that the so-called experts today are very quick to look at you and say, well, I'm sorry, but there's nothing more that we can do. I mean, even with all their degrees, all their expertise, they are very quick at times to look at you and say, look, I'm sorry, we've done everything that we know to do, but there's nothing more we can do to help you. And so at that point, who are you going to look to? Who are you turning to then? That's why Jesus said, have faith in God. Have faith in God, not in people who fail. And not in empty promises. No, have faith in God. Why? Well, because his word never fails. Because he knows the end from the beginning. Because he holds you, the Bible says, in the palm of his hand. Because his love for you knows no end. You can have faith in God because God is 100% faithful. He's rock solid. He'll never let you down. He'll never disappoint you. He will always do what He said He will do. And we've been learning about that. But we said that our responsibility in this whole deal is to respond to God's incredible grace by learning to receive what He's provided by faith. Grace has provided it. And we'll talk more about grace in the coming days. But what grace has already provided, faith must lay hold of it's not automatic it's not going to fall into your lap from heaven no in order to enjoy it you have to receive it by faith and we've seen that if you're going to step out in faith and believe god for something some answer that you need some breakthrough some turnaround in your life if you're going to step out in faith and believe god for that you can't be passive But in fact, you're going to need to fight against all kinds of things that are coming against you. And so we've been looking at 1 Timothy 6 and verse 12, which tells us to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold of the eternal life which God has called us to. And I want you to notice that little phrase, lay hold. Lay hold, it says, of the eternal life that God has called you to. Well, that would be the opposite of sitting back passively doing nothing, wouldn't it? That phrase, lay hold, means that you've got to grab a hold of it and not let go of it. You've got to pursue it. You've got to go after it. What I'm saying is that you can't just sit there and passively say, "Well, God, if it's your will, heal me. But if it's not, I guess I'll just keep on suffering. God, if it's your will, prosper me. But, but if not, I guess I'll just struggle along. That's not laying a hold of anything, is it? We've got to recognize that God has so much more for us than many of us have been experiencing. But we are never going to enjoy it by sitting back and saying, well, if it's God's will for me to have it, I guess he'll give it to me. But if not, I'll go without No, we have to lay hold, the Bible says, of what our internal life already encompasses. And as we've been seeing, that includes a whole lot more than just going to heaven one day when you die. So let's say that you've got a need right now. Might be a financial need. Might be a physical need. Perhaps you need a breakthrough in your business, whatever it is. Right now, you're lacking in victory in some area. And yet, as you read the word of God, you see over and over God declaring that you are blessed, that you are healed, that you are whole, that you're prospering. So clearly, something isn't right. There's a disconnect here. Because if God has said all these things, and we know that God can't lie, and if Jesus has won the victory for you on the cross, but that need is still right there in front of you, well... You've got some fighting to do. Amen? You're not fighting to get God to do something. We've explained that. But you're fighting the good fight of faith. And that's where you hold fast to what he's promised. And you fight against the contrary feelings. The contrary bank statement, the faithless words being spoken all around about you. You fight and you lay hold of what you know is true from the word of God, even though the circumstances, the situations might be telling you that you don't have it, that you're never going to get it. You discount that. What does Hebrews 10, 23 say? It says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. The New King James says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. The Amplified says, let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope that we cherish and confess. Why? Why would we do that? Why would we do that when our friends think that we are crazy and nothing seems to be changing? We've got worries and questions and fears that are bombarding us multiple times a day. Why would we hold fast to our hope? Why would we do that when everything in the natural seems to be pointing in another direction? We do that, friend, because the rest of the verse says, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Praise God. For he who has promised, it says, is reliable. That word means is sure, certain. For he who has promised is certain and faithful to his word. Can you count on him? Can you depend on him when it looks hopeless, when everything seems to be contrary to what he said? Can you trust him? Absolutely you can. You can. You can trust him every single time. That is what fighting the good fight of faith is. It's laying hold. It's not getting worn down. It's not getting worn out. It's not getting disillusioned or disgruntled. It's holding fast to what he's promised and refusing to let go. But I appreciate that when you're believing for something and everything in the natural is contrary to what you're believing for, that's not easy, is it? That's when you need some people in your corner. Uh, that's when you need some faith people, friend, who won't question and doubt what you're believing for, but they'll stand with you. They'll believe with you. They'll be there for you. And friend, my prayer is that this podcast, the, the community that's growing around Victory Today will be that for you. You know, if I can encourage you, if I can stir up your faith through these short little messages, and you know that there's a community here of people who will cheer with you, who will stand with you and pray with you and for you, even if you don't have anyone in your family who's a faith person, even if no one on your street or no one at your church will believe with you, we will. Amen. We absolutely will, because every person here, we've all been there. We all know what it is to be believing God for something and getting attacked from every side. We know it's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to let go and give up and not stay strong. Friend, that can happen to the best of us. If you read your Bible, you'll see that it even happened to John the Baptist. Do you remember the story? He was out there, the Bible says, in the wilderness. He was preaching repentance. And the word started to get out, and Pretty soon, crowds of people were flocking to hear him and be baptized. And then one day, here comes his cousin Jesus. And John stops what he's doing. And he looks up and he says, it's him. This is the one. In fact, John was so convinced that when he pointed and said, that's him, that is the Lamb of God. He was so confident that Jesus, his own cousin, was the Messiah who'd been prophesied that John's disciples immediately left him and they began to follow Jesus. Can you imagine that? You know, you build up this great following and then you declare, here he is, here's the Messiah. And then you look around and all of your followers, well, they've left you to go follow Jesus. In fact, some of his diehard disciples who didn't leave at that point, they're like, John, everyone's leaving you and they're going to him. And that's when John said, he, talking of Jesus, should increase and I should decrease. He, he, he's the master, I'm the servant. See, John knew who Jesus was. Think about that. He knew that his own cousin was the Messiah and he was prepared to let all of his followers leave him And go and follow Jesus because he was so certain that Jesus was the Messiah. And yet the Bible tells us that in two short years, John now is in prison and things aren't much fun for him. I mean, it doesn't look very good. It's hard to pray in there. It's ugly. It it stinks. He hasn't had a decent meal in months and months. It's, It's dark and it's cold and it's depressing in this jail cell. And John starts thinking, why hasn't Jesus taken over the kingdom? Why hasn't he already set up his kingdom and gotten me out of here? Why? Why? And I don't need to tell you because we've all experienced doubt. But the longer that you entertain those kind of thoughts, the less confident you become. And so now, instead of being rock solid and sure, he's wavering. And we've all been there, right? See, if we're going to have faith in God... We can't be confident about his promises to us and questioning at the same time. That's why we have to know the will of God in a certain area to have faith there. We'll talk more about that another day, but I want you to know that you can't be questioning whether it's God's will for you to be healed or not and still have the faith that you need to receive your healing. It doesn't work that way. And this is true in every area of our lives. We have to know the will of God regarding that thing that we are believing for. Otherwise, how can we possibly stand firm and lay hold of it and continue to fight the good fight of faith? If we're not even sure if it's his will for us to enjoy it. I'm saying you can't be questioning whether it's God's will for you to be saved or have your needs met or for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit because you'll never receive like that. No, you have to go to the word of God, discover what he's promised you, know what his will is for your life. You've got to get that settled and then you can have faith for it and receive it. And so what happens with John is he eventually, he calls some of his few remaining disciples and he says, please go to him and ask, are you the one? Now, that's amazing, isn't it? Because previously he would told everyone else that Jesus was the one. My point is, friend, that the enemy is always going to come and try and wear you out. He's always going to get you to question things that you shouldn't be questioning. He wants to challenge things that you shouldn't be challenging. He did that with John the Baptist. He's going to do that with you. He did that with Jesus in the wilderness. Now, Jesus didn't fall for it, but he tempted him with all those natural things to try and get him to cast off his faith and his trust in God. Because when it comes to God, we've got to simply believe. Amen? We've got to believe without question. When it comes to everybody else, it's okay to question. But not with God, not on his word. We submit to his truth. And that is because his truth is forever established. Well, our time has gone for today. But what I want to do is just pray for you, because I know that there are things right now that many of you are believing for. You've been standing strong in some area, but I get the sense that some are just getting a little tired, a little weary. And I hope that this little short message has encouraged you today. Just don't give up. Hold fast. Stand firm. Refuse to give in to the fear and the doubt and the lies of the enemy. Luke chapter 1 and verse 37, it encourages me so much. It says, no word from God will ever fail. So if right now you're stepping out on a word from him, I'm here to tell you it's going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. It might not look like it today. It might not feel like it. But friend, no word from God will ever fail. Amen. So you can count on it coming to pass. Let me pray. Father, I want to thank you today for everyone listening. I thank you for their willingness to trust you in spite of the opposition, in spite of the setbacks. Thank you that you have never failed us and that with you, all things are possible. And so God, we're not afraid. We're not discouraged because you promise to be with us wherever we go. We can be strong. We can be courageous because you live in us. And in you, we know, God, that we have the victory. In you, we know that we're free. In you, we know that we are blessed in our going out and our coming in. So, Father, I just declare blessing over all of your precious, precious children. And I pray that they'd be encouraged today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you, friend. I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, get subscribed. Share this message with a friend. Let's get more people walking in victory and freedom. And if you'd like to support what we're doing or find out about our resources, go to newboldministries.com and there you'll have all the information. God bless, and I'll talk to you again really soon.